When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Welcome into Take Command. I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. He played in the NFL. I covered the league. Now we both talk into microphones. I do it every day on the radio. He does it uh, twice a week on this podcast as well as live on, on Twitter, which is I find hilarious. Like, I'm scrolling Twitter this morning, and I got to give credit to uh, whoever's running the account because they go, stop scrolling, check out Practice Live. And there you are on Twitter, a place that you otherwise don't exist. I don't exist. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know that was a thing. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. <laughs> yeah. That, that's one of the places that you guys are, are streaming during practice, you, Julie, yeah. Santana. Um, I also wanted to start the show real quick, Logan, before we dive in uh, with a shout out uh, to Chris Potts. Tomorrow oh, yeah. is his birthday. Uh, and his girlfriend Amanda reached out and said, "Hey, Chris is a longtime uh, Washington fan and a fan of the pod. Would it be, you know, could you and Logan give him a shout out on the pod for his birthday?" So, Chris, happy birthday! Here we are, happy making birthday. dreams come true. You know what's really funny is when I first got that message, I thought the 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 young lady was talking about doing that on the on the on the take command or on the uh, on the TV show. And mm. I was like, man, that's way above my pay grade. And then she was like, no, I meant on the take command. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course we can do that. Yeah, we it's can like, do that. We're yeah, in charge. We're, here. we're the boss of that. Yeah, we're in charge. People that are in charge of us, we can give birthday shout outs if we want to. Now we're going to yeah. get inundated. Uh, no more. But Chris, happy birthday to you. Uh, all right. So here's what we got on Chris's birthday edition of this podcast. <laughs> Sam Cosney's playing guard all of a sudden. Yeah. And we'll talk about Antonio Gibson. I want to talk about the third down defense, what we can learn from Kansas City. We'll talk about all that coming up. But Cosby's now played guard two days in a row at practice. And a huge reason why, slash the primary reason why, is yeah. all the other guards ahead of him are hurt. But yeah. Which is a lot of guards. Of, which it's is a lot of guards. Know, a lot of guards. A lot of guards. Um, and, by the way, that includes Andrew Norwell, who initially, when he missed, they were like, oh, it's a vet day. And it's like, well, how many vet days does he get? Like, yeah. no, he's he's hurt now. Um, yeah. But you also liked Cosme as a guard coming out of college. Yeah. And you've, from what we've talked about, you've been kind of impressed with him the last couple of days. Like, yeah. are we seeing some kind of shift that could be more permanent for Cosme? Because he did play pretty well last year at tackle um, and, and certainly was slated to be their starter there. Yeah, so interesting. So kind of long, long wind up here. Um, you know, when I was doing draft evaluations, like one of the things that stuck out to me about the class was like, and and the team was that they needed some tackle depth, right? And 
you know, I kind of was like, well, they hadn't really signed Trey Turner yet. Well, maybe they could bump Cosby into guard because this, this last year's uh, draft was very, very deep in tackle depth. Like, I like guys all the way up in, like, the fourth round. So, um, you know, they didn't go that direction. But, like, during that process, I, I started talking to people. I started looking at stuff. And then I went back to my Cosby evaluation. Like, the first bullet point on the list from two years ago was, like, I think he would be an exceptional guard. And that doesn't mean he's a bad tackle. Like, I think he's actually a very good tackle. It's just, like, he has kind of all the stereotypical measurements, right? His arms are a little bit short for tackle. He's got, ex- like, outstanding acceleration and power and speed and He's played a ton of football. He's got a lot of awareness for the position. He just he just speaks guard to me. Like I think he's going to be a, a, a great tackle, but I think he'd be an exceptional guard. So I'm kind of excited just from like a football fan standpoint, just to see if that evaluation runs through runs true. And also like he's a good football player. So like finding ways to get him on the field and keeping him on the field, I think are important. And it's important to note that the reason he's playing guard is not because they don't like him at tackle. It's because Cornelius Lucas can't play guard. So you're getting your five right. best guys on the field for this week. Cause you mentioned, let's just review the guards real quick that have been hurt. So Trey Turner, Norwell and Schweitzer, who's been absolutely mm-hmm. outstanding in training camp is hurt. And that's a big one. Cause he also backs up center. So now all of a sudden, if he's hurt for an extended period of time, I don't think he will be. I, we chatted for like two seconds today. He seemed like in good spirits. I didn't ask him about the injury specifically, but he was up, you know, and usually if you yeah. get news, you're going to get a surgery. You're not quite that way. Um, <laughs> and so, so, but if like, if he, he's not going to miss extended period of time, but like, you know, he backs up center, he backs up both guard spots. And so that, that was a big miss now. Right. And then obviously, um, Sadiq Charles is playing left guard in replacement of Norwell and Chris Paul played guard the first day Norwell missed and did an okay job but I think you see kind of some of his greenness coming through and I don't think if you're Ron or Matt Scow you feel comfortable with him protecting Carson just from like a comfortable standpoint does that make sense what I'm saying like he's yeah he no, physically you, you was feel good. a lot better with this current alignment with Cosme yeah. than you do with with the younger guy in there who is, you know, especially, you know, we're talking, if it's regular season, you got to do what you got to do. Like that's sometimes what happens. You have to go out there with yeah. your best option and your best option is not that good. Um, relatively mm-hmm. speaking to NFL levels, but especially yeah. in preseason, you got some time to tinker. You don't want your guy getting hurt. Uh, yeah. because you're, and, and also, you know, the other thing too, that, that I'll just mention real quick with all of these O linemen is, not only are you now worried about them not getting back for the regular season in games that matter, they've missed enough time that there's a lot of work that needed to get done that's not getting done at the highest level right. because they're gone. And while they individually might know the system, specifically with Turner and Norwell having played in it before, veterans that have been in the in the league a long time, like that cohesiveness of the offensive line group that you hope to build during training camp is not happening. And they the start what is supposed to be the starting O line will have played zero snaps probably this entire preseason unless they can get all of a sudden everybody back next week. But next week, they're probably not going to play their starters anyway because Rouye was out still by the time Turner got hurt. Right. And so Turner comes back. Rui, or Turner goes out. Rouye comes back. And then now Norwell's out. Now Cosme's kicked inside. Like it's just, it's not a good situation, even if they do have some things that might come out of it that are ultimately silver linings. 
And I think the other thing that's important to note, I think you bring up great points there as always, but I think the important thing to note is that when West goes down, he had been working with the starters at both guard spots. So he's the guy that is like the glue that held that kind of chemistry together. He played center when Norwell and Turner were in, right? He plays guard when Rulier comes back. He plays left guard when Norwell's got the first vet day, right? And so he kind of had, he was the stopgap. He had played all the spots. He'd work with those guys extensively. And then all of a sudden you take that piece out, which had kind of been keeping the, you know, the metaverse together, so to speak. And then you got a whole bunch of new guys playing football that haven't played together, right? All of a sudden, Sadiq's playing with Rulier and Leno, and that hasn't happened in the preseason, right? You get Chris Paul playing, and I don't want to make it sound like he did a bad job, because physically, I think he's perfectly capable of it. Like, he does stuff. He had a pass pro against John Allen, where he just totally locked him down at the line of scrimmage. Like, that dude, Chris Paul, is freaky strong. Freaky strong, but it's on the details, right? Like, just as an example. So he's playing right guard. They run a stunt where the end crosses his face. And he always, or the three technique crosses his face. And he's, he's part of the slide. And he pushes through to the end. But he can't push through in that look because there's not a blitzer to that side. He's got to stay until the setter takes over. And then he can push through. And so those are the things with him. Like, physically, he can do it. But it's the little details there that, that would lead to hit on your quarterback, right? So then you put Cosmian, who I've already said I like at guard. But to your point, he hasn't played next to Rourier, and he hasn't played next to Lucas before. So there's going to be a little bit of communication there. And as much as I like Sadiq and think he's probably the second best athlete, it's crazy. This is this is like I'm getting off point here. Obviously, I'm fired up. But, um, yeah. you know, Cosme O-line play. probably... This is where you're yeah. at now. You're an O-line Co- coach. <laughs> Yeah, Cosme's probably the, probably the best athlete on the O-line, and Zadik's probably the second best athlete. So getting both those guys in the field, the O-line, it, like when it's when it's time to run, those guys can straight haul, like, and it's impressive. It's just about whether they can get these things targeted and work in the double teams and combinations together. So again, I'm excited to see those guys just from a pure like evaluation standpoint. But again, it is... There is that certain certain like magic pixie dust that sprinkles on every old line that makes it good, that kind of makes it better than the sum of your parts. And that group hasn't had time to to get that done yet. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of your day, your weekly source for all things commanders, right on time, your time. A list of household chores. Do them without missing a beat and listen while you work. In the car, turn mundane drives into memorable moments. With podcasts, you can maximize productivity and minimize FOMO. We're on demand, so we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever get your podcasts so the other issue here we're talking about though is the roster makeup and that is kind of also why Cosme kicks out the tackle last year right like he comes in and Brandon Sheriff is the incumbent right guard Cosme ain't playing guard and so now you've signed Norwell you've signed Turner you have Schweitzer and so while Cosme is a good tackle and you think could be a great guard where is like what's his highest and best use for this football team considering the guys around him yeah like if they had made an investment in a first round tackle for example like there was whispers about um maybe uh evan neal f- uh, falling to them at 11 and if that happens you say okay evan neal has played right tackle left tackle bump cosby into guard because i think he's a better guard boom boom everything's taken care of excellent right or even like Trevor Penning, if they went that way, or yeah, I was even thinking if Daniel Falalele, the kid from Minnesota who's in Baltimore, if he if he fell and you were able to get him, like why not? Because he's only played tackle. I think now you're in an interesting situation because I, I personally I personally think his best use is probably guard. But on this team, he's your best 
probably your best tackle, honestly, even better than Leno. So, like, this is a big thing. Now, the difference between him and Cornelius is the question, like, because Cornelius can't play guard. So if you're giving them a rating, Cornelius as a guard is probably, like, a 3 out of 10. While Cosme could be a 7 or 8 out of 10 and be a 7 or 8 at tackle. But, you know, so you're kind of just balancing the Well, so the then it's kind of here. the question is, like, is Lucas better at tackle or Norwell better at guard? Nor is Lucas better at tackle or Nor- I would say Norwell's better at guard. So at that when point Norwell- you kick you kick Cosme out, but it also depends on right. what his injury situation. But is. also, but also I think that's the interesting thing is Norwell only has played left guard this whole off season. Right now Cosme's playing right guard, so that's where Trey Turner I mean, was. Turn- was. Sorry, Turner at, at guard. Right, I have my, yeah. my guards backwards. Yeah, so I think I think the thing is that that becomes an interesting question. I think Wes is an excellent guard. I think Turner's an excellent guard. I think I think that, but I both think they're better at guard than Lucas is at tackle. So I think mm-hmm. Lucas again just falls to that swing guy. I think that's ultimately how it goes. And Lucas might come out and show why he's one of the best swing tackles in the NFL. And remember uh, Ty and Secchi, and he'd come out and start mm-hmm. and look like a baller. If that, do you remember th- this happened in New York in 2016? Um, some the guard went down. I think Spencer Long goes down, and the, Ty was the only active offensive lineman. So they bumped Trent in, Trent into guard and Ty to tackle. And yep. Trent, Trent looked amazing. Don't ever do that again. Yeah, but he but looked amazing he at guard. Uh, yeah, but of he course looked he looked amazing. <laughs> but I'm saying like that's just, that's essentially right. what's happening. Is your swing tackle can't play guard, but your right tackle is the best athlete on the group. So bump him into guard, let him play football, and I think you're in a good spot. Well, that's good. That's encouraging that they have some options, but they also need to get these guys back. They but they then, need. But, they need to get healthy before the regular season and get some reps in um, because otherwise you're, you're looking like you're just asking for something bad to happen. You're asking for miscommunication. You're asking for, you know, guys to, and like there, there's a point where it's become silver lining, right? Like, Oh, they've missed some time, but other guys have gotten opportunities. It was kind of your theory with Jahan uh, in the spring yeah. with Terry not being there. But there does come a point of diminishing returns, like one or two days. Now fine. is the day. But, now but, is the but time. Like, you're right. You get back after this this second preseason game. The season's all of a sudden two weeks away, and your starting offensive line has played zero snaps together in the preseason or all offseason because Ruye was hurt. Like that's That's not how you draw it up. Absolutely. And I think the other thing that you're running into now is like if there is an injury to Lucas or an injury to one of the guards, like what's the next step? Is Chris Paul like a, a seventh round drafted O lineman who played tackle in college? Like that's where you're at. And it's not like the prettiest situation, you know? And like I like Chris a lot. I think he could be a starter in the NFL someday, but I don't think that day is today. So again, that's another issue that you're working at. It's so critical that they get West back. It's so so critical that he that that's not a serious injury because again, like I said, he's the kind of interchangeable chess piece there that allows that group to kind of even with the injury remain somewhat intact. So getting him back will be huge. Obviously, Trey Turner. I mean, his I think he's got a quad strain or something like that. Yeah, he's been out for three weeks three and a half two and a half weeks yeah like i mean that. it was so supposed to be like while. 10 days and and that's been double and then some and they're yeah. just you know I'm, I'm looking through ron's quotes right now I, I don't see anything on on any updates on any of those guys uh, that was asked about today so it's i mean this team is banged up beyond the o-line too because you've also got i mean nate gary linebacker was playing tight end a little bit today 
yeah. because you're down to two tight ends. How many more people have to go down until they call you and be like, hey, we got an 82 jersey somewhere in here. We'll, uh, uh, can, we know you know you study a lot and you know the offense. Get out here. Yeah, Scott Turner actually came up to me and said, how many plays do you think you could give me in the game? And he was joking around, but I was like, oh, we're getting serious now. If, like, if this is on your mind every time you see me. You know what I mean? But So I brought this up with uh, – who was I bringing this up with the other day? Uh, I don't know. It might have been Zach Sell. I don't know. Whoever it was, it was someone on the radio show. And I said, what we need you to do is pull a Chris Cooley in 2015. Because Chris, <laughs> remember, he like was like, I'm coming back. And he yeah. was trying to lobby. He was lobbying everyone behind the scenes. Yeah. Like he was, he was serious about it uh, to a point. But like you've stayed in a lot better shape than Chris relative to football. Uh, and, and you, I mean, obviously Chris studied a lot and that's, that was why he was so great on the radio, but like you, uh, I don't know. I, I think, I think for the purposes of promoting this podcast and getting ears on it, we need to just start floating that you are thinking about maybe coming back. If the yeah. team needs you, it's, it's a stunt. You don't actually have to get in football shape. You don't yeah. have to think about taking hits. Your wife can call off the hit on me, but yeah. I just just for <laughs> the, really the, the one, sake yeah. of the podcast, I think we need to start pushing this narrative. Well, dude, like I was, after he asked me, I was like, you know, I kind of was like was driving home, getting ready for the podcast, and I was like, could I do it? Like, could I go out? And then the party was like, yeah, it's the preseason. Of course, you could do it. And then you're like, can you even do that? Like, like where are you? And <laughs> like, where are you? Are you so deluded, or can you actually get it done? Because like sometimes I'm watching practice, I'm like. I could do that still. Like, you know, I could block a six technique. I still got that in me. But then I'm like, it's been a couple of years, you know, since you've been out there banging around. So uh, part of me was like, I wanted to go back to Scott and be like, yeah, let's do it. And then I was like, do I really want to though? Do I want to like be unconscious on the field? Like, no, I don't want to do that. No. So it was, uh, it was, it was interesting though, how that always kind of itches at you. The game kind of itches at you, you know? You know what we just did? We got our headline. <laughs> Logan Paulson considers comeback. He didn't consider it for very long, and at the end of his consideration, he very much decided it was a bad idea, but he considered it. Logan considers a comeback, plastered yeah. everywhere. <laughs>